Welcome to the first ever Frontline Medic podcast episode. Let's unravel the secrets of world-class customer experience together. My name is Suzanne Axelsson, and I am your host for this podcast. In this episode, we talk to Lisa McQueen, who is the CEO of CleanCorp, one of Australia's biggest commercial cleaning businesses. If you need a how-to guide on how to engage your staff and build a culture of pride, this might be it. In this episode, Lisa shares some of her best tips and stories on how they have built a culture of self-leadership. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so pleased to talk to you. Thank you. And thank you, Suzanne, for having me on the um, podcast today. It's here and great to have the opportunity to have a chat with you. So, Lisa, could you please tell me a few things of what is it that differentiates you from other cleaning businesses? The things that we focus on, things like training and culture and having a workforce of people, because let's be honest, when you're working within the cleaning industry as a cleaning operative, you're working unsociable hours. You're often working at night or in the you know the very early hours of the morning. More often than not, you might be working as part of a very small team or you may even be working on your own. So it's, it's not an industry that is of massive attraction to, you know, to, let's say to university graduates. So we wanted to create an environment where we had a cleaning, you know, organization of cleaning operatives who were really heavily engaged in what we were doing as an organization and who felt really part of that. So we spend a lot of time talking about the culture within the business mm. and and really making sure that we define that in so many different ways with our internal customers who are our staff as well as with our external customers and our prospects. So one of the things that our uh, our ideal clients are attracted to when they when they start looking into and assessing clean corp is they like the idea that we're we're a 21st century business that looks after the people who work for them in a in a way that they don't see other cleaning businesses do. So when our clients and prospects interact with CleanCorp, what they feel is that the person that's coming into their office and doing their cleaning and providing those services just as engaged in their job as I am as the CEO or as the national sales manager is or as the national operations manager are. So they're, they're feeling that. I think that a very key distinction between us and the other 32,000 cleaning companies yeah. is really the way our people interact with our customers and, and the way they deliver the services. And how do you make sure they also live up to your mission and the vision that you are here for? Mm-hmm. The core values for the organization are something that we talk about every day. If one of us <laughs> if one of us happens to be on the phone, for example, and the rest of us hear them actually saying a core value when they're explaining something or just during conversation, that's a cause for celebration in the organization. Each Tuesday, we have a company-wide meeting. And at that meeting, one of the gender items is always call out who exemplified the company's core values the best in the last week. It's in making sure that it's a living, breathing embodiment 
of our business by referring back to it all the time. Yeah. And so when you do those like call outs um, on your meetings, do you have a, like a recent example that, you know, where you just felt proud? Yes, I certainly do. Just recently, one of our newest BDMs, Natalie, I think in two weeks, she brought in two really big new clients. And she did it by a process of talking to the client, listening to, like really listening to what they what they needed. And then going away and coming back and saying, here's what I heard. How does this feel to you? And so her process of collaboration with the prospect was what won her both of those jobs. So I spoke to her national sales manager and and I and I said, I, I feel like this deserves a really big call out. What's been achieved here is, you know, ex- extraordinary. Our national sales manager really did a beautiful job of edifying and and celebrating the achievement that Natalie had. She was proud of herself. And everybody else in the room was proud of her. Mm. And she really felt that on a deep level. And she felt the team were there for her. You know, our meetings are for inspiration rather than information. And we really do focus so much more on that. So she really inspired all of us. My my primary focus and my primary role to not only lead the team, but I need to lead them and inspire them because otherwise it's just, they're just, clocking in and clocking out so there are challenges and and sometimes we need to face those challenges with optimism and you know that's one of our core values so when they see me being you know facing a challenge in 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 an optimistic way and being really open and transparent in how we deal with things it it makes them feel supported it makes them feel trusted and it makes them feel confident that if an error is made it's not the end of the world. We don't look in our revision mirror here. We look always through the front windscreen at where we are on any given day. And so I think people, you know, the, the team that I lead feel that I, I'm, I'm in the trenches with them. I'm very much in the trenches with them and they can come to me with anything. And, you know, part of that is because we definitely hire for vision and fit. Mm. So if, before we bring anybody new on board, to our team, they have to fit with our vision for the business and, you know, and with the culture before anything else. Almost everything else can be taught. But yeah. if they don't fit that in that way, then they won't fit in with it with the business. So it's a very careful, curated team that we have here at Clean Call. I'd be curious if there's been a situation where some of your frontline staff has been challenged, but they've been taking ownership of that problem themselves and and, you know, coming up with solutions and maybe bringing them back to you and say, look, this is how we, how we sorted this out. Is, do you have any example mm-hmm. of that? Yeah, definitely. And, and this one's particularly, uh, unfortunately, quite prevalent in the cleaning services industry. So a few years ago, we had a situation where we brought on a lot of new work. But out the back, we were losing we were losing jobs. So the clients, the information I got back from them, it didn't really give me that much data. So then I went to the, the our cleaning operatives, and I essentially just asked them how they were doing. Tell me about some of the challenges. And what they came back to me with was that they never because they're they're working in you know often 
outside of regular work hours, mm. they, they, they never felt like they were part of a team. And when they were working in an office, you know, and th- this is a true story, we had one office that we were, that we were um, cleaning. It was five days a week here in Sydney and it was 400 desks. And, and I remember we lost that job because the cleaner on one or two occasions had missed one or two bins. Mm. And the fact was that, you know, with 400 bins, sometimes that can happen. So we went to the, we spoke to the cleaners and and realised that there was an actual disconnect between the customer and between the cleaner because they didn't know each other. Their paths didn't really cross during during the work day. So it was very easy for a customer to, to go, oh, my gosh, there was a disconnection and the clients didn't understand that that, that cleaner that they just fired actually had a family, actually was a person. So, so what we started to look at was how can we improve those interactions? And we came up with a very simple method and we called it our cleaner card. So we designed a, like a, you know, a proper card and on the, on the front of the card was a photo of the, the cleaner for that site. And we said to the cleaner, send us a photo of you just in your daily life. You don't have to be wearing the Clean Corp uniform, just doing what makes you happy. Mm. So we got photos of them having picnics or at the snow or at a football game, whatever. And then we said, tell us three things about you that we can share. And so we created these cards. And, and the, the, the design was to, it looked like it should go on a cork board. And what happened was that's exactly what people did. So all of a sudden, they knew that their cleaner's name was, you know, David and that he had two kids and he, he went for, you know, a certain football team. And on the weekends, what he loved doing was having a picnic with the family, you know, things like that. So we, we were able to bridge the gap and the loss, like our, our retention rate went up. So we were keeping more jobs and the cleaners on the site were reporting back to us that all of a sudden people would, if they saw them, they go, oh, hey, David, like all of a sudden they became a part of the that team. So it was Honestly, I think it's the thing that I am the most proud of. Out of every single achievement that we've had with this business, mm. that one, that one changed people's lives. And that's, you know, it, it, and we're still doing it today. That's really putting, you know, the, the people in the front, in the center to, to deliver that experience and make them feel connected to the bigger goal that they are contributing to. So I think it's a great, exactly. it's a great example. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to cleaning, it can really be the difference between a good experience and a bad one for your customers. So for example, if you visit in a restaurant or with your experience working in a hotel too, like if your, if your room is not clean, that's what you're going to remember. And so how do you get this across to all your employees? So they see that the experience that they um, are giving is contributing to you know, the wider goal. I think that with, with COVID, the the mindset shift that happened around you know the cleaning industry and and the people involved in the cleaning industry as cleaning operatives like from our perspective we, we I mean we do a lot of training here and we have the Clean Corp Training Academy which is especially for 
all of our operatives, they all go through it so that everybody has the same training and understanding, you know, we're able to scale, you know, with our, with our services. But the, the idea behind it, and, and again, I'll go back to the, the period during COVID lockdowns and what have you, when we've, we've never been busier than that period, was that they really took true ownership and they realised through the media, through customers, through us, just, just how important their job is. So for us, we look at it as, okay, how can we make sure that our team are trained in delivering the services up to the clean corp standard? So doing it the clean corp way. And then how can we keep maintaining that to make sure that it's verified and checked? So it's very simple. I mean, we have customer service managers who go out and look at the site. And then we have we have team leaders who go and on they go out on site at night and they do training in field. So they'll they'll see how you're doing the mopping, for example, and give you some tips on how to do it in a more methodical way or a better way. So you're always looking for a gap in the service so that you can fix it. And that's the that's just the key. When you look on a particular moment for your frontline people went that extra mile for their customer. Do you have some example from that? There was one though in particular, this was in Melbourne and the fellow, so it was a COVID clean, it was a confirmed case. So it mm. was a full hazmat clean. And our teams were working out, we had COVID response cleaning teams right around Australia. And we, our, our, our teams were working 24 hours a day on rotation at that point. This wow. particular fellow that contacted us, he was about an hour out of Melbourne. I can't remember the suburb exactly, but about an hour away. And, and he, because he was confirmed, he was worried about giving COVID to his family. So there was a caravan at the site, at the, where his office was. So he was staying in there. So our operative went there and did, did the COVID hazmat clean, had no interaction with this fellow whatsoever because that was our policy. And anyway, I, and I, I only heard about this days after the clean happened when the, this client was well enough to call us. And he said to me that, the, that Sandra's, that was our cleaning operative's name, Sandra's had called out to him and said, hey, do you need anything? You know, are you hungry? Do you need any, do you want me to go and get you something to eat? He didn't need to do that. I mean, Sandra's had probably pulled a 16-hour shift at that point. But he saw that this gentleman was stuck in a caravan all by himself with COVID, and he and he did that. And you know, it, this the, the the customer was just so touched at his humanity. And I and I, honestly, I've got so many stories of things like that that have happened. We call it going the second mile. So every one of our cleaning operatives goes the extra mile. Yeah, but we go. The second mile and that's the second mile is where it really matters so how have you implemented because i'm interested in this but you know every business that have people in the front line they really want to make sure that their frontline staff deliver that extra how do you get that implemented so people take ownership of that it's developed over years we one of our core values is we lead from the front not the top so that empowers everybody within the organisation to really make decisions from where they happen to be at that point. They really take ownership of the building in, in a way that 
every morning when that building's presented to those hundreds and hundreds of people that work there, that the cleaner takes ownership in presenting it in that way. So it, it, it kind of is the natural progression that when, they, when you do have that deep sense of ownership, that just builds a sense of confidence in the site that you're cleaning. And again, it, it means that you can lead from the front because you understand the building and you you understand the the people that work in the building and what they need. Mm. And how do you keep the motivation going like every day, you know? So it's not just about, you know, getting positive feedback once every month or some for some organizations once a year. How do you motivate your employees so they keep on giving that great customer experience? We do a lot of different things. We have toolbox talks, which we do every month. A toolbox talk is where we impart information from a practical perspective, you know, operationally. And those talks, we've got all of our team members on. And so we like to use those as an opportunity to really shine, you know, spotlight on people who are doing things well. And then we get them to tell the other, the others on there what they did and how they did it. So it, it makes them feel like, you know, I'm being acknowledged and, and seen as an expert in what I do. And then other people will be asking them questions. So it's a really positive experience for them. Mm. We also do, for example, if we get some lovely feedback from a customer on, on their cleaner, the first thing that happens after that is that I'll write them a card. That would be a that, that's the first thing I do. And then we normally will put in, you know, a $100 gift voucher and send that to their home so that their family can see how well they're doing at work. And their family can, you know, they can be, by, by extension, they can be part of that celebration as well. So it's, I guess, treating the people that work with us as our internal customers and doing things that are going to keep them motivated and excited to you know to work with us by by just acknowledging their good work and on those times when things don't go to plan to not be you know not be kind of pointing the finger just using that as a way to train better habits or whatever the case may be so it's really approaching it I think from a positive perspective rather than you're doing it wrong, I'm not happy, and making yeah. people feel bad about what, what happens. That's really inspirational to hear. What do you think are some of the secrets to deliver that brand of magic consistently? The key to delivering magic is to humanize the interactions. So rather than just make everything via text or via email, pick up the phone and speak to people. It, it's it sounds so old-fashioned, <laughs> I know, <laughs> in this day and age, but it's it's incredible what can be achieved if you just speak to someone. And I am often just picking up the phone and calling a customer completely out of the blue because I want to know. I, I want them to know that one that I care. I want to know the good and the bad. Mm. Uh, but I think just just being human, being really you know, and owning it. If if something goes wrong own it rather than trying to figure out you know 50 different excuses just own it and fix it and move yeah. on so could you think about one single most important attribution of a great frontline employee the single biggest attribute they need to have is being proud of what they do 
and what they deliver. We serve. That's what we do. That's what our industry is all about. So you, you need to have a servant's heart to do this work and, and to do it effectively. Anything else and it's just cleaning. So I think I think that's the that's the biggest attribute. If a company wants to create a better experience for the customer, what is the one simple thing that they could start with from today? My recommendation would be to just listen, ask good questions and and open-ended questions so that you can really get a sense of where are the pain points for them, where are the where are those areas where you can add value to their life? Mm. And, and and then once you understand that, then being able to formulate a, a plan to deliver that in a way that is scalable becomes that much easier. But if you don't ever ask, you never know, you will be delivering services to that may not be hitting the mark for them in any way. You have so many good stories to tell and and. I'm sure there are heaps more that you're really proud of, but amazing to hear what uh, Clean Corp has achieved. And I'm really excited to follow to see what else um, you guys will achieve in the future too, especially with everything going on in the world. It's really amazing the work that you guys do. Thank you. Thank you so much. We feel very proud to be able to serve our clients. So thank you for that. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up to frontlinemagic.org to listen to the full version of this interview, along with some of Lisa's best tips on how to create magic for your customers. At frontlinemagic.org, you will also find insights, more inspirational content, and tools to help your team create magic at the front line. Thanks again for listening to Frontline Magic Podcast.